Welcome back to the boys at 161st Street. Today is March 13th, and we are talking about the team that is hurt again. So uh, we had a couple weeks there, a couple games there where we were a healthy team and we're having fun. And now uh, Bader's hurt, Lutrevino's hurt, Canely has a bicep thing, he's dead. Rodon has a forearm thing, Ben Roadhouse never was alive, and Nestor is coming back, and so is Rizzo. So those are fun. We're going to do a little spring training talk and then get into our regularly scheduled programming and do a couple of roll calls uh, later this evening. So expect those soon as well. So, uh, yeah, want to do a little bit of Happy an injury one. roundup. Uh, before we get there, how's everybody's uh, last few days? We, we took a few days off because I went to Florida. Uh, did not catch any spring training games, actually, but I was in the, not near the Tampa area. But how's everybody's past few days been? Season's approaching fast. Yeah. Uh very close. I'm excited. Other than that, it's, just been cold, it's been cold and rainy here, so not <laughs> a little, little jealous. <laughs> if you heard the last like the hour before we recorded, you would not think it was going well, but it's all right. Um, happy one year anniversary to acquiring Josh Donaldson and IKF. Did that happen yeah. today? Yeah, like, one year this ago, day man. in Yankees history. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, yeah. Like ten years. It's from been now. everywhere. Yeah. On this day in Yankees history. Yankees acquired Yankees. their third baseman of the future and uh, retired number Josh Donaldson as a kind of falefa. Uh, yeah, so not fun on the injury front. I I feel like it's not as bad as it sounded at first. Is that mm. is that fair to assume? Is that no? Mm, no. Is that it's, it's pretty bad. Fair to assume. I, I was in a little it bit was... of a Florida coma, so I wasn't really paying attention too much. More of the golf well, than the baseball. So why don't you just talk to me like I'm five and tell me what happened? I mean, it's the same thing that we've been getting used to. It's just, like, comes out, Radon's hurt. It's, like, that, you know, terrible. But, like, he'll be back kind of early on. And then Bader's out, but it's going to be for longer. And it's just, like, when it rains, it pours. And it was kind of that, here we go again. Here come the injuries all over again kind of thing. And uh, I'm not too happy about that. It's not just that. It's the it's the nature of the injuries coupled with how the Yankees have handled those specific injuries over the last few years. Like Carlos Rodon has forearm tightness. I know everybody on the internet's like, Oh yeah, fuck all you internet doctors. Like it's not Tommy John, it's just forearm tightness. How many times have we done this in the last like four years? Like, come on. Yeah. Or like I'm not saying he's gonna have Tommy John. I'm just saying like everybody's acting like it's nothing, it's something. It's it's not like it's not like he broke his toe. Like, well he did have that quote nothing. that said he you know, if if the game mattered he'd still grab the ball. So I think I don't know how much stock I'm going to put into that because I think any guy who's a competitor, which we've heard Rodon is, and <laughs> we haven't really seen it with our with our own two eyes before, uh, but he said he'd grab the ball if the game mattered. So that makes me slightly optimistic, but eh, not going to hold my breath. It's just like it's, al- the- it's always worse than it actually is. So uh, I mean, the way the recent bounces have been going for us, I don't have high expectations for him to uh, at least not miss a few, like a month or two. Like, I know it said six weeks, so I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just Six weeks means best eight. Best case scenario. 
best case scenario is six weeks. So you got to figure he's going to miss probably. I would expect to have Rodon's first start in June to be safe. No way, really. I could see it. I don't know. If is I that you being June, pessimistic but... and just? I mean, that's two. That's two months. He was shut down for minimum six weeks a week ago. So. I would say that late sucks. May, early June, probably early June if everything goes well. Bader, oblique injury, like, look no further than Luis Severino. He missed, like, seven months with a fucking oblique injury. Like, things are just... You're these talking are not... about Luis Severino injuries? You're usually his uh, the public defender when it comes to his... Oh, health. I'm happy to defend him. I'm just saying, like... Or look at Aaron Judge. He missed fucking God knows how many games in whatever it was, 2018, 2019 with an oblique injury. I'm just saying yeah. obliques are not, again, no, it's not a broken pesky. toe. It's not a broken finger. Like, these are things that linger for months and months on end, especially if they're not handled right. And do you have any confidence that the Yankees are going to handle it right? I know mm-hmm. for a fucking fact I don't. But And when you do come back, you you know, it's that's the kind of injury that you feel it or it maybe it's phantom, but it, it affects your swing when you come back. So, Oh, yeah. So and, and, and it can bleed. get worse, and it can get worse on a fucking dime. Like you take yeah. one swing and you're out for a fucking yep. year. It's almost yep, like when I hurt my knee, I was like almost early. I don't I almost preferred to like break my knee so there's a clean break versus like a fracture or something with the tendons because then there's a, a set rehab time, you know. But um, yep, so what was like the deal? You. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm exactly like <laughs> Carlos Rodon is what I'm trying to get at. Um, what was the deal with Harrison Bader? I literally, this is actually fun because I literally don't know what happened to these guys. So you're currently breaking my heart live on the podcast. This is, that's, he's this got that oblique thing. He's dealing with an oblique yeah. thing, according to Aaron Boone. He's, he's dealing with an oblique thing and he's going to miss some time. So, <laughs> so anywhere, but, anywhere between means. being ready on opening day to missing the postseason is what Harrison Bader has. Yeah, it's not going to be. They're saying, they're saying mid April, but it's not going to be mid April. Mid-April, my fucking ass. If he's no. back, I would say June for him, too. I would say everybody injured right now expect in June. Lou Trevino, elbow tightness. June, actually, Lou Trevino, probably Tommy John. But yeah, but don't, but don't, take, but don't worry, don't though, because... Don't Chandler, though. He, he's, if you're new to the program, Chandler's an extreme pessimist. I'm, I'm with him. You should be for most things because of the way things have happened with the Yankees, but I don't know. Yeah, However, but, uh... he is not often wrong. True. It is pessimistic. But but don't don't be worried because uh Aaron Hicks missed another fly ball in left field the other day. So You know what's funny about that? I again like I said, I wasn't really watching the games because I was busy fixing my short game, but I saw that clip and I thought that was it, I really thought that was somebody photoshopping or not photoshopping, like editing in just to fuck with Aaron Hicks. Like that old that same exact play where he misjudged it in left field to hit him off the hands in the regular season last year. I literally thought somebody stitched it in. And then I was overanalyzing it the second and third time I watched it. I was like, no, this just happened. Like, it was a spitting image of what happened in the, in the regular season. So He's I, dropped I just two couldn't fly balls it. in spring training. Like, I know, I couldn't believe balls. it, though. But that second one looked, maybe it was the first or the second one, it looked like a spitting image yeah. of the first yeah. one. That we, we were there and for the that person, weren't is, we? Yeah, we were. <laughs> the worst part of it is, is that now he's basically forced into the lineup when you look at these injuries. This is like the main point of talking about the injuries is that now that Bader's out, how do you configure configure your outfield? I mean, in an ideal world you have Cabrera and left and Judge and center and then you put Stanton and right or but that that won't be the everyday 
thing though. That it, won't it can't be the everyday. Be the everyday thing just because of Stanton. Uh, Stanton alone is the reason why that can't be an everyday thing. We know they like to give Judge DH days, so. I mean, do the math. He's going to be playing at this rate until Bader comes back. You're going to see, even if Cabrera gets a big share of time in the outfield, you're going to see Hicks out there for probably half the games. Is that fair to say? I would say more than half. I would say he's probably your opening day left fielder, and I'd say he probably plays four out every five. And you're assuming Judge is the DH opening day? And I mean, I'm I, assuming I Judge Stanton, is I mean, center Stanton. opening day. I meant Sen. No, I think I think Stanton is going to be in right field. I uh, I think Stanton's going to be in right field. I think Judge is going to be in center. I think Hicks is going to be in left. And I think Cabrera is going to be on the bench. The, uh, I So I think Cabrera is going to be in left over Hicks. Um, so I think it's either going to be Stanton and Cabrera or it's going to be Hicks and left with Cabrera and right and Stanton DH. I just, think those are really going to play options. Jason Dominguez. Uh, let's, that's a good way to parlay this into that, uh, Damon. So the spring training updates. So, you know, where does their the young guys where does their campaign to make the opening day roster like Dominguez I think is obviously he's he's definitely good he's playing well I don't think he has a shot to make the team unless you guys think otherwise but Volpe I think he's at at first it was kind of like oh no he's, even no matter what he does he probably won't make the team but Chandler said this in the group chat yesterday and I also think the same I have a not even sneaking suspicion that he's, I think he's going to make the team. Like, does everybody else feel that way, or is it just me? I, I think it'd be I, I literally if he doesn't, think they were lying. To. They were lying if he does it. I said they would lying be lying. lying. They said that they're giving him a chance. He has just as much of a chance watching. as everyone else. Yeah, it's like it's an open competition if he earns it. So they're lying because, I mean, he's been doing that, and IKF's hitting like under 100, I think. And playing Dude. shitty defense, and like he, it, he I mean, Peraza's bat isn't there. Peraza's playing good defense, whatever. I mean, in a perfect world, Peraza would be at short, and Volpe would be at second, and then you rotate Glaber through DH. Second, you you'd find what to do with just the rotational pieces. I mean, Rizzo's gonna need days off. DJ's gonna need days off. Donaldson hopefully is in a glue factory by then. Like these are all things that are rotating every day to get them regular at bats. That's what also, it would be in my eyes, but I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, too. How unfortunate is it one thing how, that uh, IKF hit his uh, one home run? He has, he has 20 home runs in his life. and <laughs> We had four last year, and he decided to hit a home run. I just feel like I don't know if that's enough to really, like, it, he's not like a home he's, they're no. I don't know. I feel like the Yankees need any excuse to put him back in, and him hitting a home run just feels really unfortunate. And his OPS in the spring is 822. Like, I know he's only got he, like 20 at bats, but. They're never going to take games. his home runs into a factor because he's never going to hit. I know. I'm just saying, I want year. him. This is the time where he's supposed to be. We need him to play like drop dead fucking terrible. He but is. At least is showing him. He's showing that he has a pulse, at least. So he, hit, he, I just he fell into an one. Easy decision. Like Chandler just said, he's hitting 100. I know. But the other thing I was going to say is I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Volpe's taking a couple reps at third, which I think also like and works second. his way into the mix. I know he, I know he's playing second, but you know, third's a hole, and DJ's not going to be able to play there every day. So I mean, and you know, Glaber doesn't play third. So if you need to slot Glaber into second, you know, you can theoretically have Volpe at third. And uh, are and you at have, all? Would you, you at know, all be DH worried about that? Or something, you know, 
I mean, no more worried than I would be with anybody else over there. Not named DJ. Not for the lineup today, for the progression of a top prospect. Totally fine with that. I mean, he's yeah. A lot of people always talk about that. Or or put Peraza over there. It seems like Volpe is going to go over there before Peraza is. Volpe was never supposed to really be a shortstop. Like, I mean, he was drafted as a shortstop, developed as a shortstop. But like, if you listen to anybody or read any articles, it's always. Yeah, Volpe plays short, but with the way that their farm is and the way that the Yankees organization is and just kind of his makeup, he's more slotted for second. Or maybe he can fill in a role at third. Like, most people don't project him to be the long-term shortstop. I would say probably seven out of ten people say he's going to wind up at second base. So, or third. I I, I just, I don't know. I think Peraza, the reason they kept Peraza is because – Obviously, he was supposed to be the. I don't think IKF has a shot. Let me preface it with that. I think IKF's done. His shortstop bid is over. He's, I would. I would say. I would say Peraza. I think he might get moved. I think IKF's got a pretty good chance to get moved by opening day. And I think, I would say Peraza probably has a seventy percent chance of starting the opening opening day at shortstop. Volpe has about a twenty, and IKF has about a ten. But I well, would say the odds of Volpe making the roster and maybe playing second or third are probably in the 50-60% range. Volpe is not going to make the roster unless he's an everyday player, though. And this is that's you know what Michael Kay said the other day, and I completely agree. Like if, if They're not going to put Volpe in the Major League roster if he's not going to be an everyday guy. And if he has to play third and second here and there to be an everyday guy, so be it. But uh, you know if Peraza is going to be locked in at shortstop, then he's going to have to find his way into second or third, or he's going to be you know in AAA until the time comes, which nobody, which he yeah, definitely doesn't but like, deserve. But. I fucking, I fucking hate that. I mean, like what, I really don't know what more to ask. Like this guy is putting on a showing during spring training. We need the fucking, we need the infield improvement. And on top of that, we've been hit with all these injuries. I know that not, the injuries are not directly affected at the positions that he's been playing, but injuries are injuries at the end of the day. And we're going to be light in the beginning of the season. There's no matter, no matter what. And having this guy in the lineup and having some spark of something and something different into the lineup that is new and fresh and exciting, like that in itself is going to bring so much to this lineup. And again, like he's having a killer spring training. I don't know what what else to ask out of the guy. And I just, you know, we've been waiting for him to play for years. We've missed out on top free agent shortstops. We, because we, we had did him we, waiting in the we, wings. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. We didn't trade for people. We didn't make all these moves. We've been waiting for this guy to come up. We, we're waiting for our farm system to kind of come up and be these young players in the middle of infield. Now's the time. There's no reason not to do it. Yeah, I mean, every no door reason is not open to do it. for it. His stats currently in 2023 spring training. He's 28 at bats, at 3.21 batting average, 1100 OPS, two home runs, stealing bags. Not only all of that aside, he's playing well, but also. Every opportunity that would decide him getting a roster spot with injuries, like there, every opportunity is there. There's no reason not to. I mean, not only, like you said, Murph, there are literal holes in the lineup that he could slide into because of the people that start there suck, but also now there's injuries. So, like, not to mention really he's the best base dealer in the entire system. And that's exactly. going to be more so if we want to bring guys up that play, like, obviously he wouldn't come up and just be the base dealer guy, but he has that tool in the tool bag. Yeah. And now, like, you're, you're keeping other guys in the roster or in the lineups 
just to do it, like just to not bring him up because it would cause it makes the word here is spark. The word here is what Damon said is he's a spark. Like, look at what Oswaldo Cabrera did last year from day one. Now imagine a whole year of that, but better. And like, yeah, you can run this lineup out without Volpe and without Peraza and without Cabrera. You can run out the same lineup and they'll probably win ninety five games. But I have zero faith that that team wins a. They might not win a playoff series. Like they might win the DS, but they're going to get fucking yeah, smoked go, in the CS. They'll again. Get loose to Cleveland. You in bring the out this run. team. Well, Volpe they're in the, a way is a leader, even over the veterans. I, not a leader that he's going to boss judge around and tell them what to do. But having this young guy come up that provides a whole new dynamic to this team. That it creates a buzz and excitement that. The only way they had that buzz last year was Judge's home run race. Every time Judge was up to bat, it was the stadium was something else. Other than that, it was fucking dead. The entire yeah. back half of that season, because that team's fucking dead. They need life, and now's the time. Like you were saying, again, everything Damon says is spot on. All of our young guys are getting to that point where they're ready. He's the de facto leader of the entire farm system, I guess. He's the de facto leader of the entire, like, this next Baby Bombers 2.0, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yep. Like, if he's not on that team, what does it say to the rest of them? Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do to make the team if Anthony Volpe, our top prospect, you've passed on Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, fucking yeah, keep the, the list the going. The all Bring them. him up. Yeah. I mean, also, I, just on top of that, we haven't mentioned this yet on the podcast, but he's just also a dope kid like he like you see all the stuff about him hanging out after he was finished getting his reps in for the day just to watch his friends play because they would do the same for him like he's just a good person i know that doesn't really play into it but plays into the fans loving him and i think that in turn lights a little bit of a fire under the yankees ass and to, to make a decision to bring him up because they know he's a fan favorite he already was a touted highly touted prospect top prospect 30th overall pick in the draft like on top of that he's already doing the things on the bigger stage, which I think is a more of a deal than, you know, at, at first you might think because he, it's showing that he is very well acquainted to handle the New York media and that sort of thing. So I, I don't know. Well, here, here's the, here's another thing too that I think needs to be addressed just in terms of like the way the team, the team dynamic has been shifting, right? You have Aaron judge being named captain, right? Like he is now leader of his team. It's, it's no longer, like this veteran team. Like he is the veteran. Aaron Judge is now the veteran of the team. He's the leader of the team. And there's no place on this team for guys like Josh Donaldson and Aaron Hicks. You guys can go kick rocks. I don't care if I ever see you again. It's time for Aaron Judge to be this leader, Aaron Judge to be the captain. And now it's time for, like Chandler said, this next generation, let's just say a baby bombers, just for, you know, they worked it sounded good. Let's just go with it. Like it's it's their time to now come up and have Aaron Judge be like the leader of that team and these guys come up. Like it's time to do that. And if we wait again another year, another year, another year, it's gonna be too late for that opportunity to happen. I think you're right. Did and you I see think what also Judge said? the guys like Donald. Yeah, exactly. And the Judge guys, said, yeah. Yeah. What did he say? He said that he said I think they asked him about Volpe to preface it. And he said, I think the best players should be playing regardless. He definitely has all the makeups the makeup of the thing he has xyz tools he's fully ready like i i don't think there's any reason that the best players should not be playing regardless of their age do you think ikf saw that i was like damn i thought we were friends <laughs> like no but I, no. I i get what you're saying and also on top of that well, like he's tired like of fucking said, losing too 
Right, I know, and he's he's got the money now, so all he really cares about is winning. I mean, I, it, he's not playing for another contract. He's got it. He's here for a long time. He just wants to win with the Yankees. And, I mean, on top, like the guys like the Donaldsons and the IKFs of the world, you kind of said this, Damon, but those are the guys that you kind of added to a locker room to give a little bit of that veteran presence. Like you said, Damon, you don't need that anymore. You have that in the judges who are literally named captain, the Stantons, the other guys who are in the lineup that already provide that, the pitchers as well. Like, all of those baby bombers have become the older players now. And also, just in terms of bringing them up, I don't know about you guys, I would prefer them to get a full season under their belt. It just, I think they'd be a lot, they'd get a lot more of the kinks out. We're still going to win 95-plus games, regardless of them being up or the shitty players being up in the lineups. I think I'd rather have more tread on the tires come playoff time versus them coming up or him coming up halfway year and then just, you know, trying to figure it out in the postseason. Like, I would like to get a full season out of him. I think he'd be, we'd be more successful as a team because of that. They know that the IKF's not the right person either. Look at the postseason last year. They rotated Cabrera and IKF and Peraza throughout the entire playoff series. That's not a sustainable way to win baseball games. You can't have the leader of your infield be a new fucking face every single night, especially in the playoffs. If you trust Volpe, if you actually truly believe he's the guy and that he's worth sacrificing two historic free agents cl- – free agent shortstop classes back-to-back, he needs to be on that team. And you need to give him a little bit of leeway to work through his shit. I mean, I don't expect him to come up and hit 320 and hit 25 home runs right out the gate and steal 70 bags. Like, it's going to take him some time to find his food footing. You need to give him a little bit of rain, and you need to let him do it at least until June or July. If he, Even if he's struggling, he deserves that much to play without – the weight on his back, basically what you said of trying to figure it out in the major leagues. Like last year, Peraza, it didn't matter what he did. He had IKF breathing down his neck for whatever reason. He was hitting over 300. He was playing gold glove caliber defense, and yet he was still getting benched. That adds so much pressure to a young guy of, well, what the fuck do I have to do to play? Like, you guys don't want to trade me because you think I'm this superstar prospect. I'm the future of the franchise. But or I don't want to trade me. I don't know if I said trade or play. But you won't play me either. Like what? Where does right, that by leave the you? same That's token? I, I wouldn't want them. To, I want them to come up, but I don't want them to bring him up. And then like he's the type of prospect they're not going to just taxi back and forth between the minors and the majors. Like you, if you're bringing him up, he's got to stay up like forever. And maybe that's the internal struggle they're dealing with. That's not the internal struggle they're dealing with. So what do you think it is? There's no other reason. Their pride. Their pride. It's their pride. It's Cashman's fucking ego and the Yankees' pride. They don't want to admit that they missed on IKF. They don't want to admit admit that they missed on Donald. <laughs> they missed. There's nothing else to admit. They missed. They don't, they don't care. <laughs> Listen to their press conferences. They're like, yeah, I mean, they're just two of the best defenders in the game. Like, we have a sure-handed left side between, you know, <laughs> Kiner for left than Donaldson, <laughs> I mean, and I, I really think there's a lot left in the tank for Donaldson. Yeah, it was weird. His offense struggles. Like, yeah, because he's fucking 40 with a gray mullet, and he's just a piece of shit, and he's bad at baseball. That's the bottom line. Like, speaking of missing on all of the, uh, the signings slash trades, it's just funny. I know Murphy told us about the tweet, but all of the trades and signings since July of last year have uh, or are on the IL currently. So Andrew Benatendi <laughs> w- made it to the IL at least. Um Frankie Montas was never apparently fully healthy at all, but he's not going to pitch anymore for the Yankees. Uh, Scott Afros, Carlos Rodon, Harrison Bader, Lou Trevino, just 
awesome work. Really, really glad they're not admitting that they were wrong on those. And now we don't have a single good pitcher in the minor league, so that's fun. Yeah, on to top of it all, too, the people that are all the good and aren't they pitching really well in their respective? I mean, Waldenchuk's going to be like a. I don't so know where their rotation, but he's going to, he's going to, they're, Wierenski's going to be very good with the Cubs, and Waldachuk's going to be in their rotation for, for the And age. J.P. Sears. And J.P. J.P. Sears, Sears and Waldachuk are going to be the best, like, one-two punch in the American League West. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, speaking of <laughs> the Volpe third, more like the Dominguez. third best four or five. <laughs> I digress. Speaking well, of those you know two, Just and let me, uh, let me how well it. they've been playing, I know you brought up this question, Chandler, so I'm curious what everybody thinks. Um, because those names were the ones that were tossed around with the Soto rumors of him being traded for during that time. Soto hasn't necessarily played like Soto-like, so to speak, before. I feel like the general consensus across the board here, and in, in actually not across the board in Twitter and in all of Yankee land, but general consensus here was that we wanted Soto no matter the cost, because Soto is Soto. Uh, with Dominguez and Volpe playing really well, as, and Peraza as as well, would you still no doubt make that trade for Soto if it if it involved both Dominguez and Volpe? Definitely not no doubt. I mean It was I think it was no doubt in my mind before. Was it not for you guys? Oh it was definitely no doubt before. For sure. For sure. I would say still probably because I mean listen, I don't care that Soto had a down year. His down year was still better than most and He's like what twenty three, twenty four now. Like, yeah. you're looking at somebody who has the potential, no shit, to be one of the best players to ever play the game. There's so many unknowns with Dominguez and Volpe. Like, I, I mean, you, I will you say hope Vol- Dominguez gets to Juan Soto level. Well, yeah. I don't even think his ceiling is Juan Soto. It's you not. don't it, like Dominguez. This spring has done a really, really fantastic job, better than anybody could have ever expected, including the Yankees. I think even his biggest supporters are shocked by this. Do I think Dominguez is major league ready? No. Do I think he's going to come up to the majors at some point in this year and contribute anything like this? Probably not. He may be a September call up. I don't think his. I think his ceiling is probably Brian Reynolds, maybe a little bit better, and I think Volpe has the chance to be a very, very good top 10 shortstop in baseball. But again, these are unproven things. Juan Soto is a perennial MVP candidate. He's going to be for the next 10 years. That's such a sure thing to pass up on. If you have any offer for Juan Soto, short of Aaron take judge <laughs> stuff, you, you take the sure thing. Like, and if Volpe and Dominguez come out and they hit their ceilings and they're just these guys, and they're MVP candidates, and you know what? You kick yourself in the ass, and you go home. But it's Juan Soto. Juan Soto is a true, like, once-in-a-lifetime talent, and you hope that these guys can scratch that. And I know, you know, maybe two is better than one, whatever, but, like, uh, he's such a sure thing that it's hard to pass that up. I know. I just and, figured and I'd bring it back tw- up. In his early 20s. He's 24 years old. And that's not a knock on Volpe or Dominguez. I think they both have the potential to be superstars in this league. But, again, the potential. Juan Soto's done it. And he's not even close to his prime. Do you know what's really funny, too? Before looking at these numbers, I just assumed he had – he did have a down year. So that's not really up for debate. The numbers were slightly down, but they're not as – 
down as I thought they were. He still still they're had just average numbers. He now. still had no, no, they're not. Well, no, no. It, it was exaggerated because <laughs> he struggled right when he went to the Padres. when he went to the Padres. It was down even more, but like over the year, he still had a five six WAR. He batted two forty two, which looks ugly on paper, but he still had a four oh one OBP. He had a one forty nine OPS plus. Was he a Gold year. Glove finalist too? Somehow. That's ridiculous. That's bullshit. He is He's a really bad. Yeah, no, I know he shouldn't have been. I know he shouldn't have been. I don't really like the Gold Glove. In general, I mean, you can't be like last one popularity be contest. I mean, yeah, but you have to at least field to a certain no, extent. He's, you can't, he's you can't be a, you bad. can't be a negative. He was not a negative fielder last year. I think he I might. I think have he been. might have been. Then how the luck, hell? I know I it's a popularity, it's a popularity contest. contest. Like, I know like, it is. I know it is. But like, come on. There's no way he was a negative fielder. I think, I think he, he might, might have been. been. I'm I agree with what you're saying, Murph. I feel like they I mean, wouldn't no, have I, even. And I'm not saying that. I don't him. have it in front of me. I didn't watch it. Even if it was game a popularity he contest. played it left field. But... Contest. No, he wasn't a negative fielder. I mean, he probably no, was, was every year before that. But... It was basically zero. Uh, no, he his... was a negative fielder. <laughs> yeah, his outs, above, his outs above average as an outfielder is in the one percentile for that. Outfielder jump, 35th percentile. Arm strength, 55. 56, yeah, see, that's sorry. all you need to see to not fucking lie. There's no way he should be even considered for gold glove. No, I mean, negative I mean, I was two outs above was, average. Uh, yeah, he... Woo. No, excuse me, negative 16 outs above average in the outfield. All right. Well, there you have it. Juan Soto sucks. I would rather keep Volpe and, and Juan Soto sucks. <laughs> there you have Start it. Start spreading Juan the news. Soto sucks. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you guys want to call this one and then uh, get into a good old roll call and let the people hear well, that? Do you guys after? want to talk about Team USA at all? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Team USA. They stink. Uh, they got is this the eulogy or do they still have a shot? Uh, because be Great Canada, Britain right? got their first. Yeah, well, Great Britain got their first win in country history today, which saved the U.S.'s chances. But they have to win out. Speaking of Great Britain, have you seen those uniforms? I was just about to say that. That was so funny. What happened like there? Time, Times New Roman on the front. That's Do you think it. they straight up like forgot the jerseys somewhere else, and then they were able to print out quick ones, and then said like, it's let's like just get, let's just do an iron on like font or something like that like I, they were in a different country so they probably like panicked and then like oh let's get let's go to our local dick sporting goods and just grab some jerseys throw a, a nike logo and print on the grave i mean they had some time to plan it out Using it, had just, it had just been a lazy thing no like, i think they lost them like, oh. the, the, the real ones i think are not those ones they, they can't be Right. Team USA, so. the the pitcher we're facing tonight is Mitch Bratt. He's 19 years old in single A. There's no reason that Mike Trout and Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado <laughs> and Mookie Betts shouldn't be able to put up some runs against this guy. Do they suck? Because, like, I know the other game doesn't matter, and we haven't talked about that yet, but when they got smoked by the San Francisco Giants, like, <laughs> they're losing 11-5 to the, the Mexico team. I just... I don't know. Maybe Mike Trout's washed. I think that's the takeaway I have from this. <laughs> How about P- my yeah. takeaway is that Pete Alonso is the biggest cuck in baseball. Well, that did you see? That. The, that's all. I know, true. but did you see his like quotes after they got pulled from the Giants game and how like upset he was? It was like, dude, 
it's a practice game before you go play in the World Baseball Classic. He was like, you have to peel this jersey off of me. It's like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're DHing in an exhibition game. Fucking chill out. Like, I, I get it. Don't worry. Like, I, I watch every game, like, super big. Like, go America, win sports games. Like, I'm all there watching all of them, but, like, fucking chill out, dude. It's a if they, if they don't game. advance, isn't this the first time in in country history they would have not advanced out of the opening or the the pool play? Yep. How many years has the WC been going on? I don't know. I think it was like when I say country history, it's like there's only been like five or six. Of it. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Like when you say country history, it sounds like oh my god, they've been, they've made it every year for the last hundred years, but it's not like the Olympics or anything like that. I'm so. pretty sure it was like. 06, 2010, 2014, 2018, and then this year. Started in 2006. Yeah. All right, so. Country history. Let's make some history, huh? No, At least we didn't lose to the British. <laughs> Dude, if we, keep, if we keep losing at fucking 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. I When's the next game? It. Tonight. At in 10. 25 minutes. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that's exciting. Oh, how we turn it on? Who are we playing? Uh, Canadians. If it was the oh, Canada, shit. I swear to God. No, nah, the Canada's got a little something, something, don't they? We should make it's, a bet. If we lose to Canada, we lost Murph to the Giants. To f- Murph has to go full yeah, north eastern and move to Canada if we lose today. Okay, Murph, do you agree to that? Depending on who you ask, I already live in Canada. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I mean, you have to take the full plunge and drive up like 10 miles and move to Canada. Yeah, peel back the curtain. Murph was concerned about not being able to make this this recording because he was going to get a, a nor'easter hitting him. So <laughs> We're staring down the barrel of 15 inches up here. So, Oh, did we just lose Murph? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know how you had uh, it, honestly. I have been out in a nice, few minutes, like, but it started. Joke. Yeah, I could feel it. I, went, I was in elderly florida so i, I feel like uh like a grandpa it's now. all elderly it's either elderly or like the correctional facility hey 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 spent 22 years in florida relax i spent 22 okay, years in the you. correctional facility my boss and the job before i moved up here just got done with 10 years in the state penitentiary so that's nice fair. in florida yeah C- congrats yeah to be fair, he did it in Philadelphia, so or in Pennsylvania, but he moved to Florida like all the good folk do. Did the punishment fit the prison crime? folk? We should stop this. Yeah, very much. Off, 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 uh, off air on before Chad gets fired. <laughs> What's well, his old boss? He can't fire him now. Um, yeah. They can drum Great up guy. old Super crimes nice. though. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys later. Go Yankees. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.